Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the peaceful mountains of California. Today I'm talking about the V word, vegan. But wait, before you tune out, I'm not going to preach to you or judge you for the way you eat. This episode is meant to be informational only and relate my story of how a meat-eating Midwest girl turned to eating plants and only plants. Yeah, you see, it's really trendy now, and hopefully it's not just a passing fad. Celebrity vegans include Ariana Grande, Ellen DeGeneres, and wife Portia de Rossi, Miley Cyrus and boyfriend Liam Hemsworth, Brad Pitt, Pam Anderson, Woody Harrelson, Mayim Bialik, Sia, Stevie Wonder, Peter Dinklage, Kate and Rooney Mara, Al Gore, Alec Baldwin, Russell Brand, Leah Michelle, Anne Hathaway, Natalie Portman, Joaquin Phoenix, Bill Clinton, Olivia Wilde, Jared Leto, Jennifer Lopez, and even Jay-Z and Beyonce are going for it. But aside from the celebs, there are also many, many vegan athletes. Google it. There's even evidence that suggests that Leonardo da Vinci and Albert Einstein were both vegetarian. So wait, what's the difference between vegetarian and vegan? That's a very good question. There's an important distinction between vegetarian and vegan. Vegetarians don't eat animal meat or any products derived from animal slaughter. They may eat animal-produced foods like eggs, cheese, and milk. Some vegetarians even eat fish, and there's a new word for that, pescatarians. Vegans, on the other hand, is a stricter form of vegetarianism. Vegans, or plant eaters, will not eat any product derived from an animal. No meat, eggs, cheese, milk, dairy, or sometimes even honey. But aren't there free-range chickens and happy grass-fed cows? Surely bees aren't hurt making honey. That's what the food industry spends millions of dollars in order to have you believe. But no, most animals used in meat and dairy farming are horribly exploited and live miserable, inhumane lives. Vegans are on the fence about honey. Some don't eat it, saying bees are definitely exploited, and some do eat it. You're not going to show me any of those terrifying videos, are you? I don't want to see those images either. They always make me cry. But it's important to understand what's really going on in the animal, meat, and dairy industry. It's easy to buy into the fantasy that it's the way life is supposed to be so we can justify our eating choices. Believe me, I spent over half a century as an avid meat eater. But while I was going down the path to plant eating, these videos were important because they opened my eyes to the reality of what was going on. Are you going to try to convert me? Absolutely not. I just want to tell you my story. I had a very good friend, Susanna, who told me that she read a book called The China Study by T. Colin Campbell, Professor Emeritus of Nutrition Biochemistry at Cornell University, and his son, Thomas Campbell II, a physician. 
In this study, they found a direct correlation between eating animal meat and cancer, as well as heart disease. I had both of those prevalent in my family history. So I tried reading the book, but it was pretty dry and technical. So then she told me to watch the documentary Forks Over Knives on Netflix, and that's what started my path to veganism. And I did it at first for purely selfish reasons. If you watch Forks Over Knives, they show people who have had heart attacks and survived cancer and how their lives changed drastically by switching to a plant-based diet. They also talked about how it greatly improved people's cholesterol levels. And that was my problem. My total cholesterol was over 300, way in the danger zone. My doctor kept bugging to put me on statins, the standard cholesterol medication that you have to take like forever. Well, don't get me started about big pharma, but I prefer not to be on chronic medication. So after watching Forks Over Knives, I decided to do an experiment on myself. I would cut out all animal products for just one month. I could do that and see if it affected my personal cholesterol numbers. After that month, I went back and got tested, and my total cholesterol had dropped almost 100 points. No kidding. My doctor's mouth hung open when I told her I did it with diet only. For years, they were telling me that my high cholesterol was hereditary, and there was nothing I could do but medicate. In addition to that good news, my weight just dropped off me. I think in the first month, I lost close to 15 pounds. It felt great. I had so much more energy and I looked younger. The long-term effects after my six years of being vegan is that I rarely get sick, my skin is clear, my hair and nails are stronger, it's easier to maintain a balanced weight, I sleep better, and I've learned the most delicious plant-based recipes ever. But how do you get your protein? That's kind of a joke to us plant eaters because we get that question a lot. You see, when you eat animals for protein, you're actually getting it secondhand. You get your protein from the meat because the animals get their protein from eating plants. When you eat plants, you're cutting out the middleman and getting more protein direct from the source. I bet you didn't know that. I didn't either. Vegan sources of protein include dark green veggies like spinach, Brussels sprouts, peas, beet greens, and kale, and then there are grains like quinoa and lentils. Beans and bean products are packed with protein, as are nuts and non-dairy milk like almond, soy, and coconut milk. But if you're not convinced, then look at the vegans in the animal kingdom. Gorillas, elephants, rhinos, hippopotamus potamuses, bison, and horses, some of the strongest animals in the world. In fact, the largest animals on earth are herbivores and always have been, even back in the dinosaur days. Again, not trying to convert you. This is just the coolest information that I gained during my path. Don't be one of those irritating vegans. That's my daughter, Miranda. 
okay, so I secretly or not so secretly want to convert her because I love her so much. You see, it's natural to want to tell the world about it, but that's how vegans get that bad rep of being, well, irritating. But imagine you could take a pill and suddenly you lose tons of weight, have more energy, look younger, and sleep better with no side effects. I mean, wouldn't you want to go around telling people about it and trying to get your loved ones to do it too? And then there's the animals. I've always considered myself an animal lover my entire life. But we're trained to put animals into two categories, pets and food. Well, three actually, pets, wildlife, and food. That's because we've been sort of brainwashed by Food Inc. to see particular animals as products, not sentient beings with families, relationships, lives, and emotions. During the transition, the more I learned about how smart and loving these animals are and how much they are suffering, it wasn't just about me and my health anymore. And to top everything off, meat farming contributes heavily to global warming. So not only am I saving animals, but I'm also healing the earth. Both of those kind of clinched it for me. There was no going back. I'm not going to lie. I miss turkey at Thanksgiving, and boy, do I miss cheese on pizza. But the benefits, both physical and ethical, outweigh my appetite. And your tastes really do change after a while. One thing that helped me during my process was finding my planties. Well, I call them planties. That's my vegan community. I was looking in Meetup to see if there was any plant-based groups in my area, and it turned out there was a vegan potluck once a month, only five minutes from my house. When I went to my first one, I was amazed at how many people were there. I expected maybe 10 or 12, but there were over 30 people, and I can't begin to tell you how delicious the food is. Every month, something new. We eat, socialize, swap recipes, and then either watch a video or have a presentation. You don't even need to be vegan to attend. You can be veg curious. It was so great to find my peeps, and even though I'd already known many of them, I've also met many new friends. There's also a lot of vegan groups on Facebook for support and recipe exchange. There's even a vegan instant pot group and several for beginners or those who are thinking about transitioning. So if you're interested, check them out. And one thing I want to interject is that you don't have to go cold turkey, so to speak. You can go gradually, cut out cheese or cut out milk and dairy to start. And everything you do that moves you towards a plant-based diet will improve your health and help the planet and help the animals. So are there any downsides to going vegan? Of course, mainly I'd say they were social. If I go out with friends, I'm the one making sure that the restaurant has something I can eat 
or if it's a private dinner, then I either check with the host or I have to bring a vegan dish for myself. And that's when I really feel like an irritating vegan, when I have to ask restaurants to modify something for me. But many are getting better at offering vegan options because they know that the movement is growing and growing fast. Also, you have to deal with family gatherings and explaining why you are eating differently. People will mock you or shun you for the way you eat. I had a problem dating a meat eater because he kept goading me into eating like him. Needless to say, that relationship didn't work out. If you are curious about learning more, I would recommend watching Forks Over Knives on Netflix. Just do that one thing. If you're still curious, other documentaries I recommend are What the Health and Food, Inc. There are also vegan podcasts, including The Ordinary Vegan, No Meat Athlete Radio, The Rich Roll Podcast, and Food Heals. It really does. I'll put all the links in the show notes for this episode. Also, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at laura at thepeaceful.life. A big thank you to my guest voice, Christopher Grunland, a fellow vegan and podcaster. Christopher has been vegetarian, then vegan, for many years, and like me, he also got his dangerously high cholesterol numbers down. He said it was a video about the dairy industry that got him to go and remain vegan. Christopher's delightful podcast is not about veganism, and it's not about lumberjacks. That's the title. Not About Lumberjacks has fun short stories written and produced by him. I'll put the link in the show notes. And thank you to my lovely daughter, Miranda, for recreating her admonishment to me. She keeps me in line. And thank you, my lovely listeners, for getting this far. In my next episode, part two of The V Word, I'll speak with Pamela DeRitis, a YouTuber who talks about her journey to and through veganism. This is Laura, and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. Make my day and tell a friend about the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Remember, you are a spectacular human being. Be kind to humans and animals, and peace be with you.